With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, and welcome aboard the latest voyage of the strange boat. I'm Keith Arthur, and joining me in the first class bar today is a very old pal of mine whose social media is one of my must-reads. He's a match angler who enjoys his fishing as much as anyone I know, and I'm going to find out why. Welcome aboard, Jim Burton. Well, it's good to uh, hear you, Keith. It won't take long for people to recognise that you're from the West Midlands, uh, which is still one of our real match fishing hotbeds. Uh, you know, when, when you think about it, I, I always think the two biggest match angling areas of, of England are the West Midlands, where you are, and what I call the Yorkshire Triangle, that Barnsley, Sheffield, Rotherham, there's more than a triangle, Doncaster, but that area, if you know what I mean, it's a real hotbed as well, That all of Yorkshire, but that South Yorkshire bit seems to be the most. So, obviously, you've been fishing for some time. When, when and why did you start fishing? Oh, well, when I was a nipper, obviously, like most of us, my father took me probably five, six-year-old. I, I don't remember too much about it. But uh, he worked on the Birmingham Smithfield Market, uh, bought flowers and sold them opposite uh, Snow Hill Station. That's another story. But on Mondays, they used to have uh, the Market Fishing Club. Now, it qu- quite a few Mondays during the uh, season, I became ill on a Monday and uh, <laughs> ended up fishing <laughs> in this Not club. Not for school, you mean, um, yeah. The, the market club, yeah. Yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. I, I, I used to go on the end of the match. But, uh, yeah, we, uh, I used to sneak off school quite a bit on a Monday. And, uh, yeah. So that that got you introduced to match fishing then, really. So you, you you went there just to have a dangle and catch your sticklebacks and gudgeon and roach and perch and everything. But you you it sounds like you saw the, uh, the blokes fishing and thought you might have a go at a match as well. Yes, I did. I did. I, I, I mean... The Birmingham Parks Juniors was one of the ones that I remember entering it as a as an individual, um, and and uh, luckily it was only up the road f- from where I lived in Ladywood, uh, Edgebaston Reservoir, and 
I mean, it was great fishing in those days. So a pity I didn't have some of the tackle and knew a little bit more than I did then. But uh, yeah, it, it was a great, a great grounding. Um, as I say, I, I fished on quite a few of the Birmingham Junior matches. Uh, I, there was one day, Keith, we, we all met in, in Birmingham City Centre and we got on double-decker buses and we drove miles and miles and miles and we ended up on this canal. I later found out it was Elf Church, which was about seven miles away uh, from Birmingham City Centre. <laughs> but it just seemed a great big long journey and, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that, that was good fun. That was probably, I was a, a young teenager at that time. It's, a, it's an oft-quoted phrase that, whether it's true or not, I don't know that Birmingham has got more miles of canal than Venice. Uh, well, and, uh, but it, you, you are, you're surrounded there by canals, aren't you? This, or by yes, a yeah. canal and little branches off it. it. It's it's a very wet city, is Birmingham, when it comes to, to sort of fishable water. And, and you mentioned Edgbaston, uh, and that I've only fished it four or five times. But uh, the, uh, there, there wasn't mm. much for me better than fishing Edgebaston, get a waggler rod out, get some casters and then yep. get a caster on the hook, chuck yep. it out and catch roach. Not always one after the other. Um, but then as techniques change, like so many places, it turns yes. from being a roach heaven to a bring one. Wait, that's correct. And then then you've got to draw. Like the, this happened on the canals, my local canals around here. It was all roach fishing, all roach fishing. And then somebody discovered that chop worm caught fish and once, once you, they got chopped worm, then you had to either draw an absolute flyer bream peg or an absolute flyer big perch peg to do any good. You couldn't, you know, four pound of roach weren't going to get you anywhere then, which sort of spoiled a bit for me because I used to enjoy the roach fishing. But, but there you go. Edgebaston was a great place. Well, I've not fished the Alva Church Canal. No, no, that, that was on the Birmingham Worcester Canal, Alf Church was. So, oh, yeah, right. Yeah. You know, long stretch of canal with not many locks. So, uh, it. it we, 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 it was a great upbringing. As, as you say, Keith, I used to catch the buzz from Birmingham City out to Bewdley on the River Severn. Um, we, we, we're, we're spoiled for choice of, 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 of waters that we can fish. Um, uh, but, but I must admit, you know, we'll, we'll move on a bit. But uh, in later life, I've, I've just loved the River Severn and, 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 the, yeah. and the big barbel match, yeah. match fishing. Yeah, I've seen you, as I said about your social media, I enjoy reading that. Just just go back a little bit. You said you mentioned a stretch with long lock, a long stretch with no locks, which is what we've got here, the Paddington, Paddington Arm of the uh, of the Regent's Canal is a very long stretch. But when I look at the difference between looking in one of our canals and looking in one of your canals, and, and the only ones I've seen in your way, they look the same colour as the soil. The water's always very red, and you think, how the bloody hell does a fish find my maggot in that? Because they yep. really not they're not dirty. It's just the colour of the water and the sediment, your natural soil around there. Why it's called the Black Country, I don't know. Because everything's red. <laughs> um, well, in in the earlier days, it was all industrial, wasn't it, Keith? And and and, and there was a lot of barges, narrowboats going through. So that that they were they were powered by coal, weren't they? And and yeah. and, and the coal, the soot used to go into the canal, obviously, yes? Mm -hmm. And that, that yeah. settled on the bottom. So, okay, that made it a blacky colour, but um, g getting to, to, the, to the muddy colour, um, a, a, lot of, a lot of the canals are, 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 are off the land. So, obviously, when it rains... Um, you get the red. We, 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 yep, yep, yeah, yep. Really, yeah. It, it, it's from the land. But uh, from Birmingham City Centre to um, along the Birmingham Worcester Canal, 
at least there's no locks until you reach uh, a, a park called Tidy Big. And that is six miles of canal with no locks. Wow. Yeah, it's a distance. You know, so, uh, uh, yeah. It, yeah. And you, you, meant, you mentioned the seven, and, and like when I when I was fishing the seven first, I mean, I, I, I haven't fished it for a long time, and I didn't fish it as much as I did the Trent, for example, even though they're both about the same distance from where I live, about 120 miles. Um, I didn't fish the seven as much, but I used to fish it a bit. And in those days when I fished it, certainly on the reaches, and it was I, I mostly fished the Stourport Opens and, yes. and, and that area. And, yes. and I remember once I drew Bushley on the Seven Championship yes. and had, I think I had just under eight, either just under eight pound or just under nine pound of, 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 of um, roach in the morning. And I got chublets in the afternoon. I caught them all on hemp and tears. Couldn't catch them anything else. I had a damn great salmon in my swim. I know that kept sticking its head out, driving me mad. Um, but that was that was in the early seventies, I would guess. One of my mates won it actually. My 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 pal Billy Allen's bro- late brother, um, Davey Allen, he won it with twenty twenty odd pound of um, skimmers at Grimley, and he he caught the Grimley, them on yeah. yeah he caught them on chrysodined bread. No. <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. That was one of his tricks. He used to do it on the Thames a lot. He fished chrysodined bread because it was about the time when Fred the Bread was about. And, yes. and all you read about with Fred Bailey was catching big chub, big bags of chub on a big float and a big lump of bread. Well, Dave just went there with the bread feeder, which is what we used to use a lot of on the Thames for catching roach and a few chub. And when it was coloured, bream. And he just caught loads of bream and, 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 and won the seven championship, which is quite remarkable. I think my, my nearly eight pound was on a different year. And I think I was... I was either 11th or 12th with that. And we think about the weights of these days. And with the river in tip-top condition, you, you'd expect, you know, eight pound, well, you're going to be nowhere, are you? But, th- but that's how it was then. But it was also, and you think about it now, when there's always an excuse for the seven to fish badly. And in right. those days, it was compensation water. Oh, it's yes. fish crap today. They must be letting the water out of the reservoirs, yep. which is stone yep. gold. Uh, and that was the excuse. The seven isn't always a great river for big matches, or didn't seem to be. Now you get a bit more room, I suppose. And, of course, we've had the second introduction of Barbel. The first introduction was okay, the one in the 50s. But it wasn't until really that that second lot went in that they really started to, to, to dominate almost yeah. everything and spread. They spread up. I mean, I, I remember when, oh, you won't catch a Barbel in Shrewsbury. They haven't got that far yet. And, and oh, they're not down, you know, you get the odd one at Worcester, but they're always 10-pounders. It was it was that kind of thing. But they, they spread. The second the second coming saw them go right up and down the river. Mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That, that all the way through the stretch now. Uh, it passed, obviously, past Shrewsbury, further upstream, and, and, and even down to Tewkesbury now. And, 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 and as you say, that's where the big barbel are caught. It seems to be in the lower reaches of, of the Severn. Um, where the big well, 15 plus barbell are, 15 yeah. pound plus barbell are. But uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not sure, Keith. We, we, we've been having a few problems over the last few years, and we can go on all day about politics, but the water quality seems to be what, what we feel is the main issue at the moment. Um, it's the same everywhere. Yep, yep. I, I can take you to rivers here, and I, I don't. I use an app called Gauge Map, which gives me water levels where I want to go. And I can I can open up that app on 
15 different rivers down here uh-huh. and show you the exact time that the sewage farms release their water into the river. Yes, yes. Because we've got several rivers, and amongst them, some of the some of the most historic fishing rivers, like the River Lee, the River uh-huh. Colne, they uh-huh. are entirely dependent on sewage effluent. Now, obviously, it's good quality effluent most of the time, and you need a bit of poo in the river. You don't want lots yes, of roads. Yeah, I agree. But, but you, you think how it, uh, well, the, the disasters that happened on the Trent when they, they cleaned up the sewage works and stopped the power stations discharging. Yes, there, yes. There was, you know, that was the, the mid to late 90s it really hit. When there were match anglers saying, oh, we're never going on the Trent again. People like John Dean, Johnny Rolfe. Yeah. Huh? Great, great, great Dave Trent Tongs, yeah. didn't yeah. set fo- Yeah, Dave Tongs didn't set foot on the river again because... They felt that the water was too clean. Yes, which is oh, it's never going to be that on the seven because it's 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 got that natural tinge of red that it normally has. But do you know, I used to find on that seven championship and Staple opens, you could go there. You didn't need to cast in. You could look at the river, mm. and it somehow looked dead. It did, not that there were fish topping. There were, often weren't fish topping. It just looked not right. I couldn't tell you how. But you rarely had like your 15, 20 pounder roach at Stourport when it was like that. It, it was, you know, the odd two pounder thrown in. It, it was always tough. And now, of course, you know, with, with a population that has gone up so humongously, it's up with 10 million in the last 10 years, I think, our population's mm-hmm. yes. gone up. Well, yeah, yeah. Where on earth does the water come from? You get a lot yes. of your water from Wales, don't you? A lot of Birmingham's water comes from Wales. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, we don't have that that uh, that facility. It all comes out the Thames down here. But yeah, but, and, and abstraction, I, th- I think, is is one of the biggest curses. I'm not worried about the, the river being refilled with with um, with properly treated sewage. Not worried about that at all. I don't like the spills. I don't like the the the, the water going in the river when it rains. Um, that's that's unavoidable in in this area anyway. But it, if it doesn't go in the river, it goes all over the streets. But as you say, water quality definitely is is a bit of a bounder, as uh, Billy Makin would say. What 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 we found, what what I've noticed, Keith, is that the seven's pretty good at the start of the season when the river's low, and and we don't seem to get so much um, sewerage effluent put in when the when the water is 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 at summer level. Um, and to be truthful, that's some of our best fishing. Uh, with, with dice and roach and perch, chub, but not, but not so many barbel really for the matchmen. Uh, we don't seem. I mean, we catch, we still catch them, but not in the quantity that we do in the autumn months. But I've noticed the Bridge North um, a couple of weeks back. Uh, we, I'm fishing away. The river's got two, three meters up, and 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 there's there's big pounds of of, of effluent coming down which is brown which it, it surely can't be natural um i i don't know we keep looking for excuses but the, there's something not quite right i know the ea take the samples and oh, we can go on all day about this so um, is that the brown water do you want a brown foam brown foam brown foam brown foam yeah see yeah, I, I mean big plumes of it as well like, yeah. like to two two foot across and two foot high coming down yeah. the river. I'm thinking, ooh, and 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 other other anglers, not, not just myself. You you know, other seven anglers. You you know, that they'll tell you the same. 
And Makes you wonder what's in it, though, doesn't it? Because if you yeah, remember, it's, it's going go, go back to the halcyon days of the Trent, when you know Kevin Ashurst was getting forty-two pound a roach in a four-hour match and couldn't see his float for the first hour because of the fog, or the foam, and and they had to develop a technique of actually fishing through the foam, yes, to catch big bags of roach. I, I, one of my pals had, had he used to um, loop a matchstick on his line, so he could he could see a bite because the float would be under the foam. Yes, yeah. But the matchstick would sit on top of the phone. <laughs> Honestly, it's gospel truth. Absolutely yeah. gospel truth. And when, yeah. when the matchstick went, he struck and had a roach. So it, it makes... And I've, I've got a picture of... Um, somebody sent me a picture a little while ago of a national programme. You know, the national championships always used to have a programme, didn't they? For, for 1952, I think it was. It might have been 58. And it's on the Trent. And the promotional photo... For that national is two blokes fishing either side of the famous Stoke Bardolph outfall. Yes. With what looked like mini Mont Blancs going down the middle of the river, coming out of the outfall. With the sewage, actually, the, the, the foam from the sewage farm actually coming out of the outfall. Here we tend Ooh. to get, we tend to get, and they're catching roach every throw. Tommy Pickering's, you know, twenty-seven pound a bleak, whatever it was. Right, right there. That's that's the swim as close to the outflow as you can get. We're just going to make the best of what what we got while we got it to be truthful. Maybe please. maybe it's a species, mate. Maybe Chub and Barbel don't like it, and when they're the dominating factor, and maybe Dace don't like it. When they're the dominating factor, that kind of effluent isn't any good for them. So so you've got into barbel fishing. In your matches, and I, I read when you set up your your pole rigs. T- t- tell us about <laughs> one of your. Tell us one about, one about. Tell us about your two meter on barbell pole rig. Tell us what it looks what, like. What, what what it was. We apparently uh, uh, on the KDA waters. We we have a lot of floats only uh, matches, which, which we enjoy. We enjoy rather than just throwing a feed there. Any method, and um, the. the there was what this one particular match, and it was it 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 was two meters on, and I, I've got a big big loaf of floats out. Uh, I think it was like a three three swan, and I've I've just hung on. I put it on a rod and line, and I've hung on to it, and, and uh, uh, with a bunch of maggots and that. Now I've had two barbel and done quite well in the match, and I'm thinking there's got to be a better way than this. So I've. I, I read, obviously, and I'm thinking flat float fishing. That's it. That's what you got to do, Jim. So eventually, I, 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 I didn't develop it. So I, I just started using rather large floats that didn't go down too well with some of the locals, um, <laughs> saying this is float ledgering. But um, well, okay, and I'll use up to forty gram flat floats. Um, oh, uh, that's cost- an ounce and a half. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah, and and and, and, shot's, and that shot's not on the bottom, is it? So you're not no, floating. No, it's not on the bottom. Hundred percent suspended by that float. Yeah, the float yeah, will yeah. Fl- actually float it. Yeah, I've yeah. seen them. But, but it's Look like it's ping them, pong bats. Yeah, it's them Caruso um, torpedo floats. Yes, and they've got they've got a vein on the top. Yes, a, a plastic vein on the top that pushes. I mean, you can put forty gram on, but you probably need another couple of swan shot just to because of the flow of the river okay as a dropper yeah <laughs> well i'm using a swan shot as a dropper yeah yeah, yeah. about six inches oh, from the york yeah it, it's funny you mention those caruso floats because i've got i use one called the surf 
which you can use on a rodden line and unbelievably stop the float in the middle of the river. Mm. I, I remember I was down in Hampshire Haven filming for tight lines, catching barbel on, on a little bomb. Off. There was, oh, he put me in a really, really good swim. And I was catching them on, on a little bomb and pellet down the edge. And I could see them. I was hand-feeding them, throwing pellets in them, coming up for it. Anyway, I said, you ever seen one like this? Uh, um, what was his name? Um, Jason, Jason Lewis, when he was running the fishery. And I put this um, Caruso surfer. It's a funny-looking thing because they're all funny angles yes. and there's this, yeah. like a sail in the top. Um, like you've got a thick bristle and run it over. So it, it looks like an, um, an old-fashioned cutthroat razor, yeah, the, yeah. The, 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 the plastic one. So I chucked it out to the middle of the river. He went, yeah. I said, watch this. And I sent it across to the far bank. By holding the rod at a different angle, you could send it across to the far bank and then hold it there. Now, imagine in the old days when oh. that bit of river was absolutely full of two-pound roach. How many you could catch because they were always in the little slacks on the far bank. But anyway, that, that, that's a different story. So you're using ounce and a half yep. flat floats off the bottom. You've obviously yep. got a couple of shots to lay on with, but probably less shot on the bottom oh, yeah. than when you were laying on with your loafer. Oh, that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Less. Well, yeah, I, I'm using... Okay, I, I bossed the first couple of poles. I <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> wasn't quite up to these barbel under seven. And um, no. so basically I got I got myself, um, uh, I, I should mention the name, should I garble, you know. But the top two sections, Keith, are a cupping kit. that You can't just yeah. use just ordinary top two sections. You've got to have some. Now I use up to 30 elastic Um uh, yeah, yeah, thirty elastic. Yeah. Adam Nurse um, uh, provided me with it from Colmic. Thank you, Adam. And, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I tell you what, it, it's as, it's it's not quite as thick as my Mrs. Nickel elastic, but it's pretty thick. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> and there's only one layer of it. <laughs> I'm in trouble. I'm in trouble. Anyway, and, and that, that that that's coupled with uh, an O twenty eight um, millimeter main line. And at an O25 hook length. Um, uh, uh, so O25 is going to be about 11 pounds, I reckon. far off. Yeah, yeah, depending on yeah. depending on the make. Uh, but, but, well, it's no good using a camera saying 510 with that, Jim. What kind of hooks do you use? <laughs> well, I found this ESP uh, cryogen hooks, Dadren and aren't they? And they had a carp hook. Um, fabulous hook, this one. is. It's, it's, it's quite a thin gauge, but it's so strong and sharp. Um, it, it's called Trigger Hammer. It's got a long shank, and for me, it's it's a brilliant hook for both the bread, for uh, the the bread, the meat, and a whole lobworm, a whole oh, lobworm. Only one. I know you're a bit of a lobworm fetishist, <laughs> aren't you? you? You don't mind putting a big lob on? No, it, it, well, yeah, uh, but yeah. So yeah, uh, for me, it, just a lobworm. We can all go on a bit. Pellets and 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 but 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 lobworm for me and I've caught loads of bob. My biggest barbel, Keith, is ten pound six on, on on this pole setup that I have, um, and it did go a little bit. Uh, that was a bridge north actually. But the main thing is that, that you've you've got to get your pole over the head so that that they aren't actually digging down rather than trying to shoot sideways and yes? swimming upstream rather than downstream. Yep. If they go downstream, yep. you know, you, you, you can't stop them with you know, air brakes, nope. can you? They've got to nope. be going upstream. And I yep. should yep. imagine you can do that with the pole with that extra length. You can actually yes. poke your pole downstream to make yep. them because they're always going to swing the opposite way to how you pull them. Yes, correct. Correct. Yeah. And that that's what happened. To be truthful, it's a bit hairy, 
but I find that <laughs> um, getting a barbell in on a pole is is easier than than, than actually rod and line. But I have done a few videos of myself um, trying to play these barbell, hand, holding my, my my phone in my one hand and just with my right hand <laughs> <laughs> recording myself. If, if anybody I've seen wants them. to. <laughs> yeah, if anybody wants to laugh on on uh, I'm, I'm on Facebook attempting to do this. Yeah. Luckily, I haven't lost any yet. So, what about um, the phone? Have you held onto the phone right away through? No, no, that's gone in twice. That has. That's gone in twice. <laughs> Actually, the, the one time we, I was down in Hereford on the Y, and it went in. Uh, unfortunately, it was in flood, and that that I said goodbye to that. And then one of the anglers then, at about a month later, said. Jim, you lost the father says, yeah, I've got it here. Not that it was much use after two wow. months in the river. But there and you go. the water level dropped down and he found it. Yeah, yeah, and he found it. Amazing. And he knew that I'd lost it. But That's I amazing. I but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's so... It, barbell fishing on the seven, match fishing as well, it is so much fun. It, it, it is. It, the excite, it's all about the, the excitement of having a fish on, a big fish on, Keith. You know, it, it, your ticker's going... You're in a match and you think, well, you know, this this could win me a prize and some beer tokens, yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. Um, it, 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 it's, a, it's fabulous. And Bewley and Bridge North are, are, are prime places to do this, to be truthful. Yeah. 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 You, you, you talk about match fishing on, on the Severn and to, to a, a certain extent Warwickshire Raven as well, which I know is another <laughs> river that you're very keen, another river that I used to visit. I used to go to Eversham quite a bit. Uh, and fish Diana's matches, and then to Twyford as well, and fish yes. uh, yep. fish May's matches, and until yep. that closed down, it's now reopened again. Now Howard Kay's got it now, I think, hasn't he? Twyford. Uh, well, it has. Um, um, Howard Kay uh, yeah. uh, had, had a double at it, but unfortunately, there's another club that's opened up opposite as well that <gasps> didn't help the situation. No, um, I never used to like Twyford as much as Eversham. It was it was never as yeah. I I thought. I mean, Eversham can be Peggy. But Twyford, I, I thought, you know, it was mega Peggy. And every, every well, not every time, no, but, but plenty of times I went there, May said, oh, you're MPEG. I said, well, I can't be MPEG, mate. I'm, I'm 91. Well, no, she said, we leave out below there because it's no good. <laughs> Down to George's, better. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, 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 I, yeah, I, yeah. I quite like George's always, a, the pegs I drew, always a bit deeper than Twyford. And yeah. uh, I had some reasonable what... bags there. But, but you, one thing that's noticeable um, in this area because, because I've said to you before, we've got lots and lots of anglers and lots of young anglers. Yes. But they're all sitting in bivvies with three rods out in front of them. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have, the numbers on matches there, have they declined as much as they have elsewhere? Um, I mean, the Stoutball opens on, a, I think they were a Wednesday. Might have been a Thursday. I think they were a Wednesday. on a Thursday now. Thursday, yeah. I think they were on a Thursday because I've worked, when, in the days I was travelling around, I was working in various tackle shops and Wednesdays one would open and Wednesday one would close and open Thursday or whatever. So I, I could make the Thursday matches. Um, and that you used to get, I, mean, it was, I, I don't remember there being many matches when there were less than 80. No, and, no, and some no. were 120. I mean, I'm going. Don't forget, Jim. I'm going back 50 years here, mate. I know. I know. 45, 45 years. I'm going back. Unfortunately, Keith, we've we've all become a little bit older, and yeah. some of us are not here anymore. Yeah. And we haven't had um, the, the the young ones coming through so much now, especially on rivers. Um, it it 
they're not the easiest um, venues to fish. You've, you've got to really know what you're doing and learn a lot. With no disrespect to the commercials, but they can go along there and yeah. chuck a pole in and pretty well guaranteed to catch. Where we've well, got an extra, river, you've got another dimension. Haven't you? Bloody things go sideways. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. You, you go on, you yeah. go on a commercial fish or even a canal to an extent. You chuck it. That's going to stay there. Yeah, yeah, but I, I, I mean, we're still getting reasonable turnouts on 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 the River Seven. Um, yeah. You know, some of the the float onlys at, um, at, at on the KDI waters are beautiful. Um, that that attracts um, fifty to sixty anglers each time, which is not a bad turnout now, is it? That's really really good, mate. That is you know, really especially good. with the age that the, the age set that that we are now, when we're still you know setting up platforms in in, in the river, and, yeah. and we have got some lo- longish treks. And some mountain goat pegs as well. Oh, oh, they are. You've got to take, you've got to take a rope with you. Don't yeah. be a dope. Take a rope. Take a rope. That's yeah, what it was, we say. It was the same down here when we fished the tidal Thames down here because we, it, it, the level where I live it drops to leave a navigable depth in the river, so it only yeah. comes in for two about two hours and goes out for two hours. But you're obviously fishing. You know, obviously you're fishing down a bank that's eight foot high. And it's yes. all, all stones and stuff, and some yep, of it's yep. at, at quite a sharp angle. So you do need either you know, nice boots on your waders where you can clamber up holding onto the, the ragwort mm. and the stinging nettles as you get out, or you, t- you take a rope. And in the town, in Richmond Town Centre itself, you fish the match standing on an 18-inch wide, um, not, not a platform like a sill, you're standing on an 18-inch wide sill with... A nine, eight foot, nine foot bank behind you that's almost sheer. It, it's not sheer; it's stone. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, it's a, a stone wall, but you've got to cl- made made of flat, like an old dry stone wall in a way, but it's not dry. And and you've got to you know clamber up that somehow. So yeah, same here. It, it, it was ropes here, but uh, but you, yeah. can, you can understand the older generation, Keith. Yeah. When I keep saying older, I'm I'm seventy three for my mm. sins now, and you can understand why. You know, it's that it, it, the physical part of river fishing is declining. You, you know, it, it it it's a tough one, but the enjoyment of being by that river in natural surroundings. Yeah, a couple of years ago, I was at Bridge North. We were in a winter league. I was catching nothing again, and I heard this rustling on the far bank, and a deer came down and and, and drank out the river. Now it, it didn't matter that I didn't catch. It, that that was just made my day. That's, Makes your day, yeah. And you won't see unless you're an angler in in in, in that environment. You you don't see stuff like yeah. that. It's, and it's, you don't it's, notice it either if you're not an angler. You don't notice nope. a subtle difference. You don't notice the leaves move. You know when when nope. I'm down, my, my wife's got a pony in a field down next to the river, and I'm down there five days a week mucking it out and giving it food and everything. And and you know the the, the amount of varied bird life I see is, n- never mind the small mammals there's always a in the grass and a, yes, a little bit yep. of uh, you know one of the dock leaves will wiggle a bit and there'll be a little furry thing there and the other day yep. in fact I keep a pair of, of um, heavyweight marigolds down there for picking the poo up because it's no good trying to do it with a rake it's not as good I'll do it by hand and yep. um, I've got it wedged against the fence with a big lump of wood on it so spiders and earwigs can't get inside my gloves and there was a little <laughs> trail of of 
tiny mouse poo on top of the gloves. So that must be some kind of field mouse, just probably waking up now this time of year. It wasn't yeah, a rat. Yeah. You know, we've got rats down there, obviously, next to a river. But um, you've got some two-legged ones down there as well, but that's a different story. Oh, yeah, but the, yeah, but seeing, seeing these, these little tiny mouse poos, and I noticed them there before. Get snail poo. He's got loads of snails and slugs down there. Uh, but slightly just changing the subject a little bit, but staying mm-hmm. on, on the match scene, um, I remember um, you uh, supplying me with a, a fabulous matchbox. That, that you, you're not oh, involved with them anymore, ago. are you? It was a few years ago, Jim, yeah? No, no, it was a few years ago. Uh, unfortunately, like... With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Um, most, uh, I, I, I'm just ordinary Joe blog, so I am, Keith. And, 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 and I'm, I'm basically, I'm the corner shop competing against Morrison's and Sainsbury's. And that's what I found. Even by taking the, the company to China, and I am my own little factory over there, it was still difficult to, to, to compete. Um, and, and it, well, I got to retiring age anyway, and uh, I did I did make a little bit of a living out of it. Uh, but it, it it was a great journey. It opened a, a lot of doors for me. Um, I, I spent quite a bit of time in China, but also I had the opportunity to, through Matchbox to go to Russia, Lithuania, um, you know, different parts of Europe. Um, it, it 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 was great. It was it was a great adventure. So. I don't think I would have done that if I would have stopped at Rover as an as as a fitter. (laughs) Was that what you were? That's what you did, was it? Yeah, I was. Yeah, I was fitter at Rover. Yeah, yeah, for for twenty years until two thousand, and and then I I bought Matchbox off Clint Elliott actually, who's who's as you know, who's who's manager of um, Whitehouse Fishery. Yeah, yeah. uh, But uh, but something else as far as. All at all, certainly all male anglers should be grateful to you for. I remember a few years ago, I bumped into you at the uh, the remarkable Cobb House Fishery. We were there yes, yes, for I an remember. event with, with Get Hooked on Fishing. And well, um, you weren't a very well boy at the time, were you? No. Um, well, I, 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 if I can tell the story, Please, I don't want that's to. Please, that, that's, that's why I gave you the open the gate for you. Yeah, <laughs> if I can tell you the story, right, okay. 12 years ago, and that's roughly, uh, probably it was about 11 years ago or 10 years ago when we met up again, Keith. And 12 years, 13 years ago, I, I, I went to my local GP for my 60th Wildman test. And uh, he said, how are you, Jim? I said, top of the shop, nothing wrong with me. Fit as a fiddle, always has been. And during the conversation, he must have picked something up. And he said, I'm sending you for a blood test. Unbeknownst to me, it was a PSA blood test, which tests your prostate. Um, come, 
readings come back, Jim. Readings a bit high. Down to QE. Finger, um, finger internal examination. <laughs> um, oh, nice. Biopsy. Yeah. You've got yeah. aggressive cancer. Oh, oh I God. said, and and I think that's. I think I'd, I'd had my treatment when when I met you at Kobowski. But anyway, um, I had my posture. Yeah, yeah. You, you were in recovery, Jim. You were in recovery, yeah. then. Yeah. I'd had my posture, and and guys, you don't want your posture because you can't do certain things again. The wife's not bothered, but the girlfriend's not happy. Okay. <laughs> right. Okay. You, you can edit that one if you like. Uh, right. Uh, unfortunately, we won't put pictures with it. No, okay. Then. <laughs> Unfortunately, uh, because it had been aggressive, it, it had spread. So uh, further down the line, I had to have, um, I think it was 37 zaps of radiotherapy, eight weeks at the QE every day. Um, God. But, hey, oh, but unfortunately, again, it still hadn't finished it. It was still milling about, and they found some in my bladder, and, and I had more intensive treatment there. But that, Keith, was approximately 12 years ago. And I'm here telling the story now. Yeah. Now, what's mega important to me is that I had no symptoms whatsoever. There was no problems. Right? I'll digress slightly. Char- King Charlie's just going through some form of prostate problems. My opinion on this is that, um, okay, right. When 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 ladies go through the menopause between 40 and 50, guys' prostates go through a change as well. This is mega important. But you don't know it's coming through a change. And they normally swell. That's why sometimes you have trouble going to the toilet. And Charlie went in, I think, to the to have a rebore. So that mm. you could because you want to go to the toilet, you can't go because your prostrate has, has, has swollen and it's squeezing on your on your pee tube through the prostrate. Yes? Yeah. So this in my opinion, this is nature. Doing doing his things when ladies go through the menopause, guys guys postrates change. Are you? You're not having any more kids. You've had your chance. Like you're getting old now. This is nature. Uh, just my opinion. Yes. Yep. Oh yeah. So yeah. it's it's mega mega important that guys have, have, have a postrate check now. Okay. A few years ago, I I, I went. I took Paul Downs of all people, Mark Downs, his brother, yeah, and a I few know other Paul ever so well, guys. Yeah. I took them to a screening session um, at a local Lions Club at Shirley, and that they all had they all had the phlebotomist was there. They took the blood and they all had the test. But I noticed they, what happened in the afternoon. They run out of test kits, and there was about fifty guys outside, left outside queuing, and that they couldn't have the test. So I said to the head guy, the Lions guy, I said. Um, I said, you're having another one of these sessions soon, these screening sessions. Um, he said, no, we can't. It, 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 this is our biggest, our most expensive event of the year. It costs about £5,000. We won't have one until next year. I said, you'll have one in six months because I'll get I'll get you £5,000. Okay? So what happened from there, Keith, um, I got in touch with local fishing associations. They've been absolutely brilliant. They let me have the waters for nothing. I ran matches. And we, um, we 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 got this money together, you know, that we could mm. fund these screening sessions it, with, with with the lions local lions clubs, Bridge North, um, Redditch Town Hall, Redditch Lions, Shirley Lions, all over. Yes, mm, that's amazing, Jim. Yep. Oh, that, and, that, and the, you said exactly what I wanted you to say. I could have sent you a script, and I couldn't have written it better than you've said it yourself. Yeah. Now the big thing is, though, Keith, just quickly, guys, and I hope you're listening to this, right? Because of COVID, we couldn't have the gatherings. 
So what what I started to do, I, I got in touch with a comp, um, with, with a, a trust, Graham Fulford Trust, which is based in Warwick, and they do home kits, right? That comes to your house, put your hands in warm water, shake your arms, do the ebajibi, prick your fingers, send it off. You must do. Like, lots of guys won't go for the internal examination, mm. finger up the bum, right? Mm. Although one of my mates goes every week, but he's that way inclined. <laughs> but, right. Yeah. I don't uh, suppose you watch Family Guy, do you? <laughs> <laughs> but, Keith, so... No, ser- seriously, so, do you ever watch Family Guy, the Seth MacFarlane programme? No, I don't. No, I'm well, sorry. Well, no. the, the hero of that is a man called Peter Griffin who lives in a place mm. called Carhog near Boston. It, it's, a, it's a completely um, fictional cartoon character. Okay. But he goes for the F up the B. Mm-hmm. And um he <laughs> the, the the outcome of it is is incredible. He's you know, he says to the doctor, You've defiled me and he cries and he <laughs> that, any, yes. if, any, yeah. anybody who is a family guy viewer will have watched it. Anybody that isn't, try and look it up when when Peter Griffin has his prostate exam. Anyway, car- sorry mate, you carry on. So you get this this kid at home and, and you, you you stick yourself with a with a pin. And, and 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 send it off and okay go now. But what I've been doing over the over the over the time since COVID, um, I, I still done the fishing matches. We raise money. I put I put a pot of money with Graham Fulford Trust, and I give my cards out to anglers that that, that have contributed to, to 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 the to the competitions that I run. Uh, that they they put the money in really, but then I say I give them a card and they can have a free home kit. But anyone that's listening now, guys, look up Graham Fulford Charity Trust in Warwick and you can apply for a home kit. Actually, I think Newman do it as well. Lots of different people do it. Um, It's $27.99, actually, these kits are. Uh, Okay, you can go to your local GP and, and ask for a PSA blood test. Unfortunately... There's quite a few GPs that are reluctant to do this because it's not a conclusive test. It's not a 100% test. You could have a high reading and nothing wrong. You could have a low reading and something could be wrong. But if I hadn't have had this test, I wouldn't be talking to you now, Keith. I'd yeah. be six foot under. Yeah. You know, so... It makes you think, mate, doesn't it? It does make... It, I, I, know, it, I know that name, Graham Fulford. Was he a sportsman or, or, or am I making this up? No, Barry... I know Barry Fulford was an angler when he fished for the BAA. Yeah, and he still lives up this... No, this is Graham Fulford... Graham Fulford Trust. He, he, he's not an angler as such, Keith. No, no, no. But, but they had a trust that, that, that give these kits out. Uh, but, guys, right, one in one in eight... Right, you know I've told you your prostate's going to change... One in eight of those white guys, it becomes cancerous. And black guys, Afro-Caribbeans, it's one in four. Right, right. So me. look at the odds. If you... Yeah. We, we was on a big match the other... Like, like last year, year before, at Merry Hill, with, with, with the wonderful Lee, um, Lee Woodward. Oh, he's, an, he's a fruit cake. Oh, Lee Woodhouse. Woodhouse, sorry. Yeah. Lee Woodhouse. So, sorry, <laughs> Lee. I'm going to get told off for that. No, that's Anyway, right. Lee Woodhouse yeah. But... <laughs> There was over 200 guys on his match, and I said, look, approximately 25 of you are going to get prostate cancer. You're gambling. Well, you know, when you think, you're in the pub. Look around the pub, right? If there's 20-odd guys in there, there's three of you are going to have prostate cancer. i just emphasise again, all you guys that are listening out there, if you're over 40 years of age, go and get a prostate test. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Plumbing good shout, mate. So now that's that. You've got that under control. Everything's tickety boo in that department. 
Um, yep. What's your what's your plans for your fishing? Are you, you doing Riverfest um, next no, season? No, no, uh, the thing is, Keith, oh, being a nutcase, um, I, I, I'm down my local pub with, with my mates who are fishermen and the scooter club's turned up. My oh, yeah, because you're really yeah. into your scooters, aren't you? I am. Really, not, the, the old mud scooters we talked about. Oh, the, the old mud scooters. I've got an LI uh, 125. Um, oh, 19- I, I, I'd one of those for a work vehicle. Yeah, yeah. 1972, this it's registered. Oh, that was newer than mine. I, I was I was riding around on one measuring people's carpets in <laughs> 1964 on an LI125, oh. and then it broke. In fact, it got smashed up. A bloke pulled in front of me. This is how old I am. A bloke pulled in front of me in a Humber Hawk, <laughs> and I went into the side. I mean, bought the gear on the flat cap and everything, and I finished yeah. up on his bonnet, and it wrote the oh, scooter off. You so didn't fit- have to wear helmets in those days. No, no, you didn't. So, and I, you can tell you this will tell you the year because uh, my boss replaced it with a Honda Fifty, oh. and the registration number was CGO Ten B. That was a new Wait. one. So it was nineteen sixty four. Sixty four. Yeah, sixty three yeah. were A, sixty four yeah. was B. So, yeah. so that's when that happened. Yeah. Nineteen sixty four. Yeah, and the LI one two five is like a maroony colour. Okay, the story continues. This scooter club's come along. I've given these cards out to these guys for a free PSA blood test. Anyway, a couple of weeks later, the one guy's come back. He says, I've sent away for that test. I said, good on you. I said, how about the rest of your mates? He says, no, there's nothing wrong with them. I thought, they don't know there's nothing wrong with them. So <laughs> where am I going to get you these scooter guys? I know what I'll do. I'll buy myself a scooter, which I did. And I'll bling the – if anybody wants to have a look on my F- – Facebook page, you'll see it's all blinged up. The wife's made flags, and I've got stickers that have been done by Space Graphics, which which is just up the road from here at Bifford. They've done a brilliant job, and I've got stickers. And, and what I was chuffed about, Keith, was the other week. I've been out on these rides with these guys, and two of the lady scooters came up to me and said, can we have one of those cards, Jim, for, for, for my husband, for my partner? And I thought, yes, brilliant. I'm getting That's there. It. Yeah, you're cracking it. I'm getting yeah. there, which was, which was great. So... I've, I've I've spoke to the the fishing fraternity about having the prostrate tested. Now, now I'm I'm onto the scooter fraternity. So when you ask what what's my plans, Keith, I haven't got time, you know, to to do much at all. I think actually I'm going to have to curtail some of my fishing. I'm concentrating on the matches that I'm running that raises the money for this. Yeah. I'm also concentrating on the scooter lot as well. Gotcha. Gotcha. You know, so that that's it at the moment. So will you be doing any will you be doing any Evesham matches? I know you're not that keen on the Evesham matches like you used to be. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm 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 talking to Jay and a few of the others down there and, and we're looking to actually having some of our postrate um qualifying matches down there as well. Oh nice. Uh, I, yeah. Because unfortunately, Keith, yeah, the the seven now has been out since October. You know, to be able to match fish it, and and I'm I'm afraid it looks like it's going to be that way in the future as well. This time of year, we're not going to have the coal. I, I don't know, Edward, and the Avon at least it's open. You you know, we can have it for for eight months of the year with the seven. I'm not being funny. We're looking at seven months of the year now, uh, six months of the year of fishing now. I'm afraid, so I am leaning a little bit towards the Avon as yeah. well for for my qualifying matches. Shut that down here, you know, on the Thames. It, the flow, oh, the flow is one thing, it's, it's, it's difficult, but it doesn't flood and, and it doesn't come up three or four. It comes up, it was 
I think six metres nearly this morning, but that's the tide and the yes. land water coming down. The problem is down here when it gets cold. When the river yeah. down here gets goes clear, you can't get a bite. You wouldn't think there was a fish in you would not think there was a fish in the river. Unbelievable, yeah, yeah, yeah. but yeah. yeah, but that so that's so you're doing a bit on the Avon. That'll be that'll be nice for you. And, I, I, uh, I've, in, I've enjoyed it, Keith. I, I've, yeah. I've been in a league called the Bidwire League. Sean Reedy and Nick Cowling, who used to fish for Aquarians, they they run. I a remember league. Nick. I remember Nick. Yep. Yeah, and Richard Kings and that. You know, the the, the um, he's passed away. Unfortunately, yeah, he has, yeah. But big Richard, he he was another. He was a he was one of the faces, wasn't he, in that part of the world? Yep. Uh, you know, you, yep. you put him in the same category as Johnny Sherwood and and and, yep. and, yep. and Pete the Rat and those. They, they were all sorry, Pete Rice. I mean, you know, I mean, yep. when I said Pete, yeah, 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 Pete Rice, they, and, and, and that's it. That, that's <laughs> that's that's not said in a nasty way to Pete at no, all because no, no. I, I like Pete, but he he looks a bit like um, he's more more of. Um, I can't remember the cartoon mouse that he used to look like. He, you know yeah. that little that little face of his. He's only a little bloke and, and laying on next to the next to the uh, next to the pan docks. That was his game. Yeah. But yeah, they, yeah they, they, they were good old days, mate. Those. When, oh, no, uh, no, Alan Stevens still around. He's he's, yeah. uh, he's, he's yeah. pushing pushing late seventies now. He's yeah. just sold it. Well, no, he hasn't. He's closed his shop. Unfortunately, yeah. Now. yeah. You I know, went down um, last time I was there. I'll tell you when I was there when. Um, What's it launched his book? Um, his, his his books rather. Um, oh, oh, Brian, Brian Bennett, Brian Bennett. Yeah, when when he launched his books, I went down for the day there, and Alan was draw, drawn just down from uh, from Huxley, yeah. just just up rather, just upstream of Huxley. So he was there. That was that was a nice day as well to see a lot of old faces, not only from locals either, but to see a lot of old faces there yeah. to see Brian, yeah. who's, who's also not well, and. Um, yeah, that that I enjoyed that day and, and see Diana not seen Diana for ages. Yes. And uh but the bread pudding's still there. Yeah, oh done. Oh, it's great, isn't it? The bread pudding is still there. I could never fish a match. I could go there and not have a breakfast. <laughs> but I couldn't go there and fish a match without having half a hundred weight of that bread pudding, which was one small slice. Um <laughs> at the end of the match. It might, you well, you wouldn't take it with you to eat because it'd weigh your basket down, wouldn't it? Yeah, that was a was a, a a great great time of my life going around and fishing those matches, and and now with with you know the cost of fuel, the cost of everything, yes. and, and yeah. never mind my personal situation, but the, the the cost of everything now, those sort of things have have gone out the window, and people have tend to spend more of it on pools money and and uh, yeah. etc. Yeah. and tackle rather than um, yeah. rather than do the travelling. But we had that little circuit. We used to bump into each other. You know, you could bump into some of the Trent blokes on the Avon yes, and, and yes, go to yes. Medley and there'd be people from all over. I'd go there and Kenny Giles would be there. And, you know, they, they were on the upper the upper Thames. They were great, great days, mate. I'll I tell do, you what, Keith. I, I really I, do miss them. At one stage, um, it, uh, MAP before Dave, Dave had all sold it. Well, sold it. It, it went to leader, the leader group. Um, he used to sponsor the the Avon individual champs, which I run, and we run it from Warwick down to uh, Fladbury. That was five hundred yeah. pegs. Yeah, five hundred pegs, Keith. Um, yeah. It took it took a bit of organising. That one did. I should think but so as well. I, I, I would say now, unfortunately, those five hundred pegs, you wouldn't get two hundred now. Unfortunately, no. No. it's it's a crying shame. But yeah. Evesham this time of year as well. 
the winter time is is a far better venue and river than it is in the summer. When, oh, absolutely, when, yeah. When, when they have the John, the old John yeah, Smith, the old John I don't Smith, know what it's called now. You know, it's it's Evesham Festival weekend now, whatever it is, and it might be yeah, Cadence, yeah. I think it is now. But the the the, the funny thing about that is as well, you know, I've been lucky enough to win both of those individual you titles. The, I was the, behind the, you the one time as well. Yeah. Was that the one with I think the that big was the barbell? Witch Haven. It was the Witch Haven you when won. I that, when I had that silly barbell on that 20-foot rod, yeah, that, yes. was, that was a bit of fun, that was. But yeah, yeah. You, you, you go back to those days, and like I won that match with eight-pound odd. I won the Smiths, which yep. I thought I had eight pound a minute. I had 12, 12. And, and people think, you know, oh, the fishing's so much better now than it used to be. It isn't. No. It's so much better then rather than it is now. It isn't. You know, the, the, there's ne- there's very, very few 20 pounds on the Smiths. I, I think the thing is, Keith, as anglers, we've improved. We've learned about the species better. Um, I, you know, I. I I've Tackles seen, I've seen, made a huge difference, oh, Chip. It's, it's unbelievable you now. Know, yeah, it, yeah, you can fish a fourteen foot, fourteen oh. meter pole on that Avon where you couldn't fish a stick float. Yeah, you know it was too, it was too deep or the, the wind was wrong or whatever. And now you can put 12, 14 meters of pole down. You can put that float down like it's on rails. Yep, yep, yep. It, it, it that that's that's improved tremendously. Yeah. Our technique. And the, and the tackle that just imagine Keith having that tackle back uh, thirty or forty years ago. <laughs> I do sometimes think of that. I think of it fifty years ago. You know, I mean, I've I've come from days when the Thames was size limit, and you weighed in three pound, and yeah. you, you know, you you thrown back twelve pound and of undersized fish, but you, you you'd had a day. I'd, I'd you know, it's it, yeah, it's, it's very different now. And also, of course, on the matches now, you get a lot more room. Oh yeah, you, you look back at the old days at at, yep. at, yep. Um, at Eversham, and what what was the peg above Abbey Bridge? Was it twenty nine? Peg twenty nine above the, the main bridge? Yes, yes, yes. I think it was twenty nine, wasn't it? Twenty nine, yeah. And now yeah, it's probably I don't know, it is probably twenty now, isn't it? Yeah, at least I, I eighteen yeah, twenty. I'm, yeah, yeah. The the, la- the local lads will know that, but yeah, yeah you're dead right. It's it's um, Keith. We we've, we've been through a great period of fishing. People of our age, uh, you know we. We, I liken it to when when we come out of the war, not that I was there in the war, but we were all in factories and we all had, yeah. there was fishing fishing clubs then and we all went out on the shadow banks of a weekend and and everybody, you either went to the football, you you, you went fishing or, or or maybe down the pub, but that, that was what you did collectively. And on your so, one day off a week, because you worked five days a yeah, week, you went yeah. one day shopping with mum and, and the Sunday you went fishing. That's right. That's right. That's right, and I mean, what a fabulous time! And and I mean, there's a lot of anglers then, Keith, as you well know. <laughs> and, and, and that's where we're from. We're from that yeah. period, and unfortunately, as as we passed away along the way, yeah. uh, we haven't anybody come in. Well, it's, it's different. It's different now, mate. And there's people going to be going out and fishing for carp, and there's just been a, a, a record pike caught from Chew that I can't believe it. You know that, that is just forty-seven five, I think, but huge, yeah. huge fish. And you know, people have got sixty-pound carp to go out, and not just one or two. Nope. You know, fifty-pounders nope. now, and not quite two bob for as many as you can carry. But there's certainly, you know, a lot of very, very big fish these days, and that's where the anglers are. You might be able to get a ticket. Now, it might be difficult getting a ticket for Riverfest or the Feeder Masters or Fishermania, but you try yes. getting a ticket to Fish Linear. You try and get a p- ticket yeah. to have, have, yeah. have a two-day stint on, on, on Brazenose even, you know. And now they now one of my pals just had a four-pound two roach there and there's some big roach being caught there. You know, that, that's that's going to add another 
cluster of anglers that want to go to because you can you catch them fishing doctored carp gear. The barbel yes. fishing is doctored yep. carp gear. So you go and buy you, you, when when we were kids, well, when we were when we were entering match fishing, we go and buy a twelve or thirteen foot match rod and we'd use it wherever we went. Now yes. you go and buy a set of three pound test curves and use them <laughs> wherever you go. Well, that is, you remember, Keith, we, 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 had a, we had a float rod with a screw in the top so we could put a quiver tip. We, we, we just took one rod. Well, well I was, you know, was Richie. I'm, I'm Richie, mate. Oh, I, used to, right. I, used to, yeah. I used to have two rods. I had a nine-foot ledger rod as well. So the yeah. Yeah, I had a nine-foot ledger rod as well that, that, that rarely saw the outside of the rod bag. Yeah. Because I wanted. If, as I said to someone the other day, well, what about feeder fishing? I said, I only fish a feeder when I'm going to win the match. I don't fish it for fun. Oh, no. I'll, fish, I'll fish it when there's no alternative, basically. I've had some great weights, been very, very lucky, and drawn good feeder pegs. But uh, no, I, I, I'd, I'd much rather watch that little bit of red bobbing about on the top. Yeah, yeah. Was, uh, well, we could, we, we, we could walk state. to our pegs in those days. We've got yeah. all our gear, couldn't we? Carrying your gear, yeah. Imagine that. I, I bought a lightweight box the other day to use at the charity lakes. Yeah, and because you don't need a footplate there, really? and it's heavier than the matchbox with the footplate on. <laughs> yeah, wouldn't surprise me. It is. Oh no, it is. I tell you, and you know the ASI was heavy enough, wasn't it? Twenty nine pound empty by the time you got your footplate on. But yeah, those. Anyway, mate, listen, I've got to push off, and I dare say you've got things to do, and uh, it's it's a great day here, and it might be the same there to get your bike ramp out tonight and go and snitch a few lobworms. Oh yeah, it's warm, it's yeah. muggy, it's. I mean, we're we're at the end of February. Well, middle. I I don't like it's, letting people know what time we're recording, but it's Valentine's Day, so it's the fourteenth of February. My yes. weather station, which is right next to me, says it's twelve point seven degrees. No, can you believe it this time of year? And it's moisty, misty. It's. I'll pass 20 to 5 in the afternoon. It's misty and moisty outside. You're going to walk down the pavement tripping over lobworms tonight, I tell yeah. you. It's going to be great because hopefully <laughs> I'm at Bugley on Saturday and Bridge nice. North on Sunday. Oh, so, you're, yeah. you're on at least 50. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll but yeah. <laughs> if I catch a fish each day, I'll be very happy. Well, I was going to say, five of those lobworms get eaten, you'll have had a good weekend. Well, will, Keith, I will. But <laughs> listen, right, mate, it's fantastic talking to you, Jim, it's a real joy and a pleasure, and always is, mate. And, and thank you so much for spending the time. And and you you can thank Wayne as well. We won't let everybody know about the situation, but Jim's in the shed nope. in the middle of a field where his, Wayne, <laughs> his mate Wayne has managed to hook him up to some kind of internet connection. And and, 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 and as the man who pushes the buttons, he has but, said, yeah, it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's got a load of it. hamsters working it. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of hamsters in little wheels. Yeah. Yep, All yep. right, Jim. All right, guys. Lo- lovely talking to you, Keith, and oh, lovely sp- talking to you guys yeah. as well. If you want to know anything, look me up on my Facebook. Yeah, it's, it's all over Facebook, and, and and make a point of it as well, because I'll tell you what, it's a really, really interesting read. And what do you say at the end of it? Oh, well, nearly every week, it's still out there doing it. We're doing it, eh? And keep doing it, guys. Yeah, yeah. Cheers, mate. What a man. My thanks to Jim Burton for spending the time with me today. I think you can tell I enjoyed it a lot, and I hope you did too. If you're not subscribed to the Strange Boat podcast already, why not do it now and you'll never miss another broadcast. I'll be bobbing about with another stowaway soon, so make sure to listen out. But for now, from me, Keith Arthur, it's cheers and tight lines. Podcast Network.